Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, hit me with it. What's your favourite food at a buffet? Cocktail sausages. Anyone else a cocktail sausage lover? Yep. Um, Esme, go on. Sushi. Oh, go on. Look, I'm coming to your buffet. Anybody else? What else do you like at a buffet? A bit of everything. Easily pleased, Van. Tuna. Yeah, go on, Ian. Bit of tuna for you. Did I hear salmon over there? Oh, fancy in that corner, everybody. Um, my favourite thing at a buffet is a volavant. I know, I know. Jean, have you brought volavants? Jean, can you leave by the back door now? Because you told me you were bringing them. Gutted, I'm genuinely... Has anyone brought a volavant to the buffet? I am going home. That's what I get paid in, is volivants. I love a volivant. Um, apparently, they're, are they 70s? Yeah. Honestly, I think I was born in the wrong decade, because uh, I love a volivant. Um, but I'm, I'm, I wasn't born in the 70s, I was born in the 90s. I actually turned 30 last year. Thank you. Big year, big year. Um, and at the start of a new decade, a new chapter of life, apparently the thing to do is like set some life goals. Some people, for their 30s, they set goals like um, to go traveling, to get a promotion, to launch a business, to get married, I don't know, to, to get a house. I've got two life goals for my 30s. My first one is to keep my houseplants alive. <laughs> now, I am new to the houseplant game, okay, and I've failed at this goal. I've killed my first houseplant. Did you know you can drown a houseplant? <laughs> well, guys, I need your help. I didn't know this, did I? I'm an absolute novice. I have been watering it daily. I didn't know that there's like, uh, yeah, I didn't know. So my first goal has failed. I'm going to try and redeem it. I've bought some new houseplants. My second goal, though, I'm hoping I'm going to get a bit better, is I am going to get hench. If you don't know what hench means, hench means really strong. I'm going to get a six-pack. I'm going to have biceps like Popeye. Um, because there is one thing that I know I am, and it's pretty weak. Um, I might have told you before that I just have like no arm strength, no core strength. When I was a kid and we were little and, you know, you used to do swimming lessons, I'd be fine swimming along, but lifting myself out the pool... The hardest thing ever, because I've got no strength in my arms. Um, we did Go Ape as a staff team recently. Great fun. It's a miracle we all arrived back in one piece, quite frankly. Um, and I loved every minute of it, of it, apart from the bit where I had to like climb up this rope ladder, because my muscles were like, ah, help, you've never used me before. I've been in a long-term game of hide-and-seek with my abs, and they are winning quite frankly. But this is the year. This is the decade. Um, there's another time and place where I realise my lack of core strength and arm strength more than ever. Ironically, it's whilst I'm doing my favourite activity. In case you've wondered if there's a body under this, I don't think there is. There wasn't when I last checked. Um, this is my favourite way to spend a day. It's Paddleboard. But my goodness me, does this activity require 
some core strength. I'm tired just holding it. Let me just, I'll just place it down there. To me, to you. If I, if I leave it there, now this could all go wrong, couldn't it? Here we are, just back away slowly. Hope for the best. Because the thing is with this activity, it requires strength to get started. I have to push it, blow it up with this. Now, um, in case you're interested in getting into paddleboarding, you can actually buy one that you just plug into the car. But I'm a cheapskate. So we go for this one. So I've got to have some serious arm strength to push that up. You've got to have a little bit of core strength just to stay afloat and just like paddle along. Got to have a bit of core strength for that. But the worst of the worst of the worst is when I fall off. And I think the first time I went paddleboarding, I was on it for about 4.5 seconds, wobbling like this, and then I fell off. And um, when you're out in the middle of a freezing cold lake and you're flapping around, I was underneath this at one point. I had to turn it over. I was like trying to climb myself back on. Do you know what I really wanted to do for the record? I really wanted to get the baptism tank open and give you a full demonstration for cost of living crisis, water bills and all that. So we went, imagine, picture the scene. I'm in the lake. I'm flapping around. I've fallen off. I'm trying to get back on, but I don't actually have the core strength to lift myself on, nor do I have the arm strength to pull myself on. So I adopt what is called the beach whale shuffle, where I just kind of get on a little bit and then like hope for the best like this. And then I fall off again. And then I get on a tiny bit, and then I fall off again, because I just don't have the strength to lift myself back on. Because when you're in the middle of the lake, there is no steps to climb up. There's no one to, like, haul you on. There's no one to help. It's just you and your lack of strength exposed for all to see. And the first time that that happened to me, I, like, I was laughing but not because it was funny. Honestly, I was laughing out of embarrassment of like, this shouldn't be this hard. I have watched this on YouTube a thousand times and they slide on, slide off, lift themselves back on and I'm like, back in the water I go. I just don't have enough strength. So because I thought I was going to be all right at it, and then I really wasn't, I was pretty embarrassed that time, that first time when I was flailing around in the water because I was weak, I was tired, I was exposed for all to see my weakness and I felt pretty vulnerable. And sometimes when our weakness is exposed in life, we can feel pretty vulnerable. And weakness isn't just about a lack of abs or a lack of biceps, or a lack of muscles full stop. Weakness is any area of your life where you feel weary or depleted. And it might be in your physical strength. It might be in your physical aspect that you feel weak. Like maybe you have got a chronic illness, or you have been through treatment, um, or you're suffering with a lot of stress, and physically you feel weak. Or maybe the stage of life that you're in means that you are not getting enough sleep. Maybe a child is keeping you awake all night. Or maybe nightmares keep you awake all night and you are not getting enough sleep and you are physically weak. But weakness can also present itself spiritually. 
when like our faith isn't just like on empty, it's like flashing at us, like help, when doing this Christian thing just feels hard and tired and we just can't even bring ourselves to bring that prayer to God because we're like, spiritually, I am weak. Weakness can present itself in our emotional life where maybe you are all smiles up front, but behind the scenes, you are so fragile and just one more setback or just one more hard day or just one more bit of bad news might just make you shatter because emotionally, you just feel weak. Or maybe it's in your relationship where if you're honest, Your marriage or your partnership or your friendship just feels like it is hanging on by a thread. Weakness can affect so many different areas of our life. And as you think about what weakness can look like, and if you recognize that you have done or are experiencing maybe physical or emotional or spiritual or relational weakness, then know this, you're in the right place. You're in the right place because you're not alone. In this room today will, people who, will be people who have weathered those storms. Around you today will be people who are probably feeling the same, but you just don't know it. You'll see people grace our platform who will have been through very simple, um, sorry, very similar things because we are human and because at times we feel really strong and then at times we feel really weak. You're also in the right place and you're not alone because this book here is full of stories of people who knew what it was to face weakness, who knew what it was to feel physically weak, to feel spiritually weak, to feel emotionally weak. This Bible is full of those stories. And one of my favorite examples and favorite characters in the Old Testament of the Bible is a guy called David. Now, if anyone knew what it was to have highs and lows, to be strong and then to be weak, to climb onto the board and then fall off, it was David. Now, it's kind of ironic, this, because you might actually have heard of the character of David about a story to do with how strong he was, because David was known in a story called David and Goliath, if you've ever heard of this story, where David, a young shepherd boy, in my head, he was pretty, like, lanky and feeble, he was young, he took on a nine-foot giant called Goliath with just one slingshot and a couple of stones. And David, the young, small shepherd boy, beat Goliath. So in some ways, David is known because of his strength in that moment. But David also knew what it was to dwell in times of weakness as well. And so what we're going to do today is look at the words that David has scattered throughout the Bible about what we can do with our weakness. Ironically, um, David wasn't given a book in the Bible, which seems unfair because he's a fairly key character. But the story of David is littered throughout the book called Samuel, throughout Chronicles, and throughout Psalms as well. So we are going to Um, look at what David did with his weakness and apply it to what we can do if today we find ourselves feeling weak. And so the first thing that David does is he admits it. 
David admits when he is feeling weak. Now, we are surrounded by a culture that loves phrases like, stay strong, girl, be brave, go, girl, power to you, no bad days, good vibes only, keep the faith, stay strong, you've got this. And like, I love the sentiment, I love the determination, but I don't love that what it tells us is, you've got to be strong all the time, you've got to have it together all the time, because I think what happens is, it's been ingrained in us that to admit or to expose our weakness is to admit failure and to admit defeat. But to admit that you're feeling weak, it isn't admitting defeat, it's admitting that you're human. It's admitting that, yeah, do you know what? I've not got it all together. I'm struggling a bit. David knew what it was to admit his weakness. Here's one of the times when he showed us this in 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 39, where he said, Today, though I am the anointed king, I am weak. And it's humbling to me that David didn't let his position of leadership make him think he had to have it all together. I'm so glad, because we don't, as your leaders, have it all together. Sometimes we feel weak. David knew what it was to admit, I am weak. In Psalm chapter 31, verse 9, David says, in another time of his life, my eyes, my soul, and my body are becoming weak from being sad. He knew what it was to feel emotionally and spiritually weak. So here's what we have to do. We have to admit our weakness. We have to admit it to ourselves, because there is strength in humility. There's strength in going, Lois, you are not okay. You're struggling. There's strength in that. So we need to admit it to ourselves. We need to um, admit it to a trusted person. And I think this one is the hardest to find. It's hard to find the right person to open that up to. Someone who is for you. Someone who you trust. Someone who loves you and wants the best for you and will speak truth and grace to you. But there is strength in community. David found a friend called Jonathan. Someone who he was able, when David was feeling weak, Jonathan was able to strengthen him. Because there is strength in community. There is strength in finding a trusted person to admit our weakness to. And that might be a spouse. That might be a, um, a parent. That might be a leader. That might be a professional, like a counsellor or a doctor. Someone who you can admit your weakness to. And we also get to admit it to God as well. Because as well as there being strength in humility when we admit it to ourselves, and there's strength in community when we admit it to someone else, there's strength in confession. When before God, we are just really honest and we say, God, I'm finding it hard to pray today. I'm finding it hard to read my Bible because spiritually, I just feel weak. I'm finding it hard to get out of the house today because physically I'm feeling weak. I'm finding it hard to spend time with my spouse today because relationally we are weak. There is strength in when we admit it to God, our creator, our king of kings and our lord of lords, like we heard earlier. So what do we learn from David in his times of weakness? He admits his weakness because it takes strength to admit our weakness. And then the second thing that David did was he found his source of strength. 
I don't know if you've ever heard the bit of advice that says, never go food shopping on an empty stomach. Do you know that one? Yeah. Because what do you do? Oh, does anyone do this? Like, right, quick show of hands, sorry. Quick side note. Um, you know when you're doing a food shop, is it okay to take uh, like a, a, a thing of bread and to eat it on your way round? Uh, show of hands if that's okay. I'm paying for it at the end. Is that, yeah, more, yeah, okay, hands are going up now. Grapes, would you ever like eat the grapes on the, no, too far? Too far, that's theft. Okay, I'm just going to call Tesco later. Um, they say, don't go shopping on an empty stomach or when you're hungry, because when we are weak and when we are hungry and when we are depleted, we make decisions that aren't always in our best interests. We want instant fixes. We want quick fixes. We want a quick hit of sugar. We want the thing to just like help us right now. So we don't always make the best choices. And sometimes in our time of weakness, we can look to the wrong things to bring us strength. We might become unhealthily reliant on substances to get us through the day. We might um, invest all our time and all our energy at work instead of having to go home and deal with the difficulties in our relationship. Sometimes we can look for the wrong things to bring us strength, and David did that. He looked to women sometimes to bring him strength. He looked to his authority to bring him strength. But every time, they failed him somehow. And David learned that there is one source of strength that will never run out, will never grow weary, will never fail him, will never let him down, and that is God. David found his strength in God. Here's what David said in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11. He said, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. You might have heard of a, a, quite a well-known psalm, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. This was written by David, and he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or I have all that I need. He, God, renews my strength. And David probably wrote that in the midst of weakness, but he was able to look to God and said, he will renew my strength. And in case for any reason you don't believe David, it's littered throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament promises of God to renew our strength. He spoke through the prophet Isaiah in an Isaiah chapter 40, said, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. God is the best source of our strength. So what will it look like for God to renew my strength like he said he will? Like, does it mean that for me, who needs more physical strength, who needs more muscles, does it mean that tomorrow, if I just ask the Lord for it, I'm going to wake up with a six-pack and with biceps, and I'm going to be bench-pressing double-decker buses? It might not look like that. But it might be that I wake up because I've asked God for his strength, and what I have is a determination to join the gym, the strength to go and work out, the courage to turn up and commit to it. What will it look like for God to renew your strength in your marriage? It might not look like a really quick overnight fix where tomorrow you wake up and everything is romantic and rosy and fixed, but it could look like tomorrow 
you get the strength to have a healthy, hard conversation, that you have the strength to reach out to a marriage counsellor, that you find the strength to work on your marriage and to bring your best. What will renewed strength look like if you're feeling spiritually weak? It might not be that tonight, because you've asked God for strength, you're going to go to bed speaking in tongues and falling asleep to the hallelujahs. I mean, it could be, but it might not. It might be that you just have this desire to put on worship music and that tomorrow you think, God, I'll give you a try. I'll say a quick prayer. What would it look like for God to renew your physical strength? It might not be that your baby sleeps through the night from now on until forever and that you never have a disturbed night of sleep ever again. Thank you, Jesus, for renewing my strength. It might not be that. I'm so sorry to the parents that I'm talking to there. But it might be that as you ask for God to renew your strength, that tomorrow you wake up with an increased energy and patience and grace to face the day. If you are needing God to renew your strength for depression or for anxiety that you are going through, I know that it's likely that you just want God to take that cloud of depression away from you in an instant. And maybe you've been asking God for his strength and the cloud just doesn't feel like it's gone, but maybe as you reach out to God, the source of your strength, maybe he will give you the strength to get up tomorrow, to call a doctor and ask for help, or to call a friend and ask them to meet up, or to put in a prayer request and just be able to be honest about how you're feeling. Maybe you've been struggling with addiction and you've been like, God, I need your strength to overcome this. I need to just be healed right now. Maybe God is going to renew your strength by giving you the courage to ask for help, the courage to reach out to a sponsor or a support network, the courage to say to someone, I need your help, the courage to delete a phone number, the courage to walk away, the courage to say no. Sometimes we want these quick, instant hit of strength from God that will just fix all of our problems. But what if God renewing your strength is going to come in the everyday decisions the everyday conversations where bit by bit, you know, God strengthened me for this. He renews my strength. I've got strength to face today. I've got strength for this difficult conversation. I've got strength to open my Bible again. I've got strength to believe again. I've got strength because the Lord is my strength. I wonder what it will look, for, look like for you and how God might want to renew your strength. Um, when I was paddleboarding and I was flailing around and honestly getting weaker and weaker and weaker, and then the more that I tried to get on, the weaker I was getting, there was this point when I think I probably started crying at one point. It doesn't take much to make me cry, so that likely happened. There was this one point that I like was flapping around. I was getting tangled in my life jacket. And then I was like, oh, my life jacket. This whole time where I've been struggling and feeling like I'm drowning and not able to climb on, I was like, this whole time, I've been wearing a life jacket. A life jacket that will keep me safe. A life jacket that will keep me afloat. A life jacket that is going to support me so that I can take a second 
that I can breathe, that I can work out what I'm doing, that I can shout for help if I need it. And sometimes I wonder whether in the midst of our weakness, what we want God to do is pull us out of the water, is to just say, grab this, I'm taking you out, I'm getting you out of your situation right now, I'm going to save you right now. And sometimes he does by the grace of God. But sometimes we have to remember that when we put our hope in Jesus, when we trust in God, when we wait on the Lord, do you know what it is that he gives us? A life jacket. A life jacket is a reminder that he is holding you safe, that he is keeping you afloat, that if you are feeling like you have got nothing left to give, God has got you. Like this life jacket keeps me up and keeps me safe, God has got you. And if you don't know if you can face this week or face another difficult day or face whatever it is that life keeps throwing at you, know this, God is a life jacket who wants to keep you afloat. He wants to hold you up. He wants to let you breathe and let you rest and let you work out, how am I going to get out of this storm with God at your side?